This is a show with no particular niche. Baby, it's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Hi, hello, and welcome to That Thing with James. This is a podcast about nothing in particular. I'm your host, James. Thanks for tuning in, and it occurred to me right before I hit record that this is going to be the last, let's say, couple episodes of 2023. These are the last episodes of the year. When I say couple and these, I'm referring to this, the free episode, and this week's bonus episode, which you can get access to at patreon.com slash that thing with James. $5 entry fee will get you access to all of the bonus episodes. I think I'm in... Oh, I, I don't want to accidentally turn this off. I think I'm in the 80s. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I think I'm in the 80s now. So there's plenty of bonus episodes of this show and uh, some other bonus content that I've made at patreon.com slash that thing with James. To those of you who already and have been supporting the show, thank you so much for your support. And if you would like to support the show and get access to all sorts of extra content, uh, years now of weird, various pieces of information, stories, and whatnot, uh, support the show. Become a member today at patreon.com slash that thing with James. As far as my socials, uh, show email, contact me, all that stuff is written in the episode description. Uh, let's see here. Yes. Now, yeah, it just occurred. This is the last episode of uh, episodes of the year. Wow. A year in review. Maybe. I didn't even plan like a year in review because it didn't even occur to me. All I've been thinking about is like, uh, it's still technically my birthday weekend at the time of this recording. So the way I do this show is I record on Fridays. I've been doing every other week for the past while now because I got burned out at the start of this year. Um, or was it even last year? At some point, I got really burned out. And then there was a stretch where I got sick. Uh, year in review, year in review, whatever. Um, yeah, December 17th is the day it is at the time of this recording. So like I was saying, I record these on, I got the day wrong. I record these episodes, the podcast, on Sunday. And then I release them the following Friday. So we've got Sunday, let's see, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday difference, okay? Uh, now, I just had my 36th birthday. I'm 36 years old, yet I am now two days, or perhaps I'm on my third day of my 37th year of life. Now, I've not existed for 37 years. I am just now entering in my 37th year of existing. This is a fucked up version of age math that I inherited from my father, who uh, has lots of fucked up maths for things. But one of the interesting things is uh, he studied some kind of maths. My dad's... Uh, um, 
he is one of those people who uh, is, one could say, too smart for their own good. Uh, and I mean that not just as a turn of phrase, but so smart that it causes a bit of uh, emotional damage to himself, psychic damage, intellectual, intellectual damage to himself. It's like, are you really, is this depression or is this just, are you depressed and anxious or is this just a normal and natural reaction to being fucking really smart <laughs> because uh, you see things, you understand things, and they uh, there's no way that they like you'd have to be a total uh, emotionless person uh, to not get fucked up by knowing certain things. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is information that can fuck you up. And I'm not just talking about like uh, like lurid details about your ancestors or anything. I'm talking about just the way things are set up in the world. Like uh, the idea that um, uh, United States infrastructure will absolutely collapse within like 30 to 40 years, like 100% collapse in 30 to 40 years, causing 80% life loss uh, in the U.S., if it is not updated, that sort of thing. So is it that uh, it's like a chicken or the egg thing? I've got a whole thing. I've got a whole spiel I can get into about this. There's this um, uh, um, sort of like an academic sort of a guy. I think his name is Matei, something Matei, M-A-T-E, with a little accent over the E. Um, he's done wonderful work in uh, researching and writing about addiction. And of course, it links into mental illness. And there's just this uh, confluence of uh, genetic things you inherit uh, down the line from your line of ancestors. And then there's also the... Uh, um, the world around you. It's both nature and nurture. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, I just turned 36 years old on December 15th. That's my birthday. I'm a Sagittarius. And I recently learned that my midhaven is very much Scorpio, which makes a lot of sense. I had no fucking clue what a midhaven is, was. I'd never heard of it until two weeks ago, but now I know about it. Now it makes a lot of sense. Uh... Uh, yet again, that's a that's a different subject for a different kind of episode. This one is more supposed to be a story, and then it occurred to me I could do a little bit of a little bit of a recap too. But uh, you know, let's stick with let's stick with the birthday theme. So uh, at the time right now, as I'm saying these words and recording the words and the video for this episode. Uh, right now, at the time of this recording, it is December 17th, um, two days after my birthday. And last night, on December 16th, I went out to see a band for the first time in quite a long time. Now, if you've been following the show for quite a while, you may know that I used to see bands pretty frequently uh, when I lived in Austin, Texas, and this was before... Uh, the pandemic began. Um, uh, yeah, I used to go 
to shows pretty frequently. Uh, and, and they were readily available, like good bands, real good bands. Uh, but since the pandemic and, and the subsequent loss of home and then relocation to Oklahoma, uh, I've not seen any bands until last night. A friend of mine, whom I had not spoken to in quite some time, invited me to see his band play uh, at a lounge nearby. And I will get into that after a quick water break. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So yes, um, I just had my birthday and I got some nice gifts from Emily and my my girlfriend, my partner of uh, almost 10 years now. Holy shit. I got a couple books. I got a couple Raymond Chandler books and I'm hoping that they will get me back into reading because I've not really read over the past year because I got burned by uh, Frank Herbert, uh, the, the author of the Dune series. So he wrote like the original core foundational series is six books long. I've read through the first three books, blasted through them, um, the first is uh, nothing yet has really compared to the first book. That was phenomenal. Uh, and then the subsequent books two and three were also quite good. But now I'm on book four titled God Emperor of Dune. God Emperor of Dune. And I'm about halfway into that book. And it has taken me a year to get halfway into that book. Usually, uh, you know, looking at things like it, it, usually two months is a long time for me to read a, a single book. This has been a year and it's because it is so fucking boring. God Emperor Dune. I get it. I get it. But also it's just fucking boring, man. It is so boring that I just don't really have any, um, nothing's really enticing me to read further, and I would just abandon it. However, I want to complete the series, and from what I've read and from what I've learned from other people I've spoken to, the consensus is, yes, God Emperor Dune is boring, it is a slog, it does drag, it could have been executed better. Uh, the editor, uh, maybe Frank needed to listen to the editor more or something, but that book definitely needed some editing in terms of pacing. Uh, even, even if the slog and the boredom is part of the message, there is a better way to execute that because <laughs> this is just a little too much slog and boring. Maybe you added a pinch too much, just a pinch too much. You know, it's like when you're cooking, you can always add salt, but you can't take it out. It's that sort of a thing. He added a little too much salt. Um, but since it's writing, you can edit it. Unlike fucking chemistry, you're not making chemistry. Uh, you're not making a dish here. You can take out some of that salt, proverbial salt. 
and he didn't. So it is a, a massive slog that has just brought my reading to a halt. Um, and that's a disappointment. And and I would abandon it, but from what I've read or and heard, you do have to read it in order to move on to the next two books. It is integral uh, to the story moving forward. So I'm stuck with that, except I haven't been reading it. But I've got these Raymond Chandler books. I've got uh, The Big Sleep and then Farewell, My Lovely. Because I, I love hard-boiled uh, noir detective kind of stories or just hard-boiled noir in general. That's my jam. I love it. Plus, it's an easy, quick read. And when I say easy, I don't mean like dumb, anti-intellectual, uh, not artistically valid, not literary, uh, staggering work of literary genius. You can be a staggering work of literary genius that is also just a, a, a an ease and a pleasant breeze to read, you know, like Kurt Vonnegut. Um so I'm going to read those, and hopefully that will get the gears moving again into getting me back into the habit of reading regularly. So there's that. And then Emily also got me a very hard-to-come-by as of late, uh, a, a Blu-ray, 4K UHD Blu-ray disc of Old Boy. And I'm not talking about the uh, Spike Lee-directed one from, like, 2013 or whatever. No, I'm talking about the original 2003 Korean, um, what was, it? was it Park Chan-wook? Was that him or Bong Joon-ho? I think it was Park Chan-wook. I think Bong Joon-ho did Parasite, and I think this is Park Chan-wook. This, I Saw the Devil, and Old Boy. I haven't seen Old Boy in forever, and I've been wanting to see it, but you can't rent it anywhere. It's unavailable in the U.S. for some reason, and it wasn't for sale uh, on DVD anywhere. Like, you could get a DVD, but uh, it could only be played in, like, fucking Indonesia because of the, the region lock on it. Uh, but on 4K videos, they don't have region locks. And they and this... Uh, UK company called Arrow Videos just printed, uh, just released a print of Old Boy, and I've got one. So now I can watch one of my favorite movies of all time, which used to not be hard to find. It used to be everywhere about 10 years ago. And then all of a sudden, just poof, no more in the US, nowhere to get it. It was bizarre. All right. So yeah, I did all that. I got all sorts of birthday wishes. Uh, uh, I got to get uh, ramen at a new joint that opened up a week ago here in Tulsa. It's called Oishi. They do uh, poke, sushi, and ramen. Uh, Emily got the poke bowl, and it, it was so good. I've I've never had uh, s salmon so tender. And the sauce on it, the marinade, was mm, phenomenal. Now, the ramen I got, it was decent. It was pretty good. It wasn't bad. I wouldn't describe it as bad or mediocre. I don't even think it was mediocre necessarily, but it was just a little past it. It was 
pretty decent, pretty decent. However, uh, had I not already been spoiled uh, by the ramen options one could find in Austin, Texas, then it would have blown my mind. But I was spoiled because there are at least two extremely, extremely good ramen joints in Austin. Um, but I don't live there anymore. So I'm limited to what's available here. So we, we went to this place, Oishi. Maybe it will get better. Maybe it will get better because, again, the place did just open. Like, it was a week old. We went on my birthday. So Friday, it had opened seven days prior to the day uh, Emily and I went there. And I scarfed it down. Mm, 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 mm. Yummy, yummy in my tummy. And then that night, actually before we went out to dinner, I got a message on a social media platform from a friend whom I'd not spoken to essentially since I moved to Oklahoma. They were just kind of like, hey, so you're in, uh, you're in Oklahoma. I, I live in the same city too. Like, okay, cool, right on, right on. Well, they reached out again. I'm not naming names of any place, groups, or individuals, um, but I'm going to talk about my experience a bit. Uh, I got invited to see Homeboy's band. And Homeboy, I know from college, not even grad school. I know Homeboy from undergrad. Uh, we used to hang out pretty often. Um, good dude. I, I always liked him. He's a very sweet guy. And I'm so glad to learn that he's in a band. He's playing the bass. He's in a band. And I think that's fucking awesome. Uh, because I am of the opinion, I'm of the philosophy that uh, don't don't stop doing shit that makes you happy just because you're fucking getting older. That's a stupid idea. Keep doing stuff that's going to make you happy, especially artistic pursuits. You know, I mean, as long as the stuff's not like exploitative and abusive of other people, I'm not talking about that. Like, don't go abusing people. If abusing people makes you happy, then, well, don't do that ever. Uh, but if playing rock and roll makes you happy, don't stop. Keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. And he is. And he invited me to see his band. And I said, uh, I was like, I was already very tired. I've been getting very, very little sleep for a very, very long time every single night. Uh, so I'm often quite tired. Um, it's because of the dog. I'll say it frank, frankly, it's because of the dog. I don't get as much sleep as I need. Uh, even, even without a dog, I, I wouldn't get as much sleep as I really need. But with the dog, it's halved. The amount of sleep I get is halved. The amount of rest in general is halved. Uh, let me take a drink of water. Hold on. So Homeboy invited me to the show and I said, I don't want to fully commit and then make a flake of myself if something comes up. So I will phrase it like this. I am inclined 
to go see you guys play tomorrow. This was on Friday. They played Saturday night, started at 9.30, and uh, they were the, uh, the bar, the lounges band for that night. And I did not know until Saturday night, a couple hours before the show, that they are a um, cover band. I had no idea. <laughs> he said they play like a lot of like grunge and metal and some new metal. And I like all those genres. Um, and I didn't know that he meant they were a cover band. I don't know if they have... Uh, some original songs. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, uh, but I didn't hear any. I just stuck around for the majority of the first set. They had three sets spread throughout the evening. Homeboy said he wanted to, you know, buy me a drink, all that stuff. And I said, uh, the day of, so Saturday comes and I'm like, I, I hit him up. I'm like, hey, I am extremely tired. I'm extremely tired but I am still going to come see you guys. I'm just, here's the deal. I'm going to come early. I'm going to come early and I'm going to dip out early. I'm not staying long. I actually stayed longer than I thought. I stayed an hour. I thought I was going to stay like 30 minutes. No, I stayed for an hour babysitting a Pepsi. No alcohol. I drove, and especially because I was so sleepy. No fucking way. No way am I drinking and driving anymore. That's and that that's been the case for several years now, because I had some trouble with that one time, and uh, that was an experience that uh, was so unpleasant and so inconvenient that it I, I I don't even have one drink and drive nada nada. If booze is going to be entering my system, someone who has not been drinking is going to drive me, even if it's like. Uh, half of a beer, half of like a fucking Coors Light, you know, I would never drink that piss. But even if I had just half of like a 3.2% ABV beer, um, I wouldn't drive. No way. And then when you're sleepy, when you're sleep deprived, it's already like you've been drinking when you're driving. Even if there's no alcohol in your system, fatigue, causes the same kind of problems, perhaps almost a little worse in some cases, than does uh, consuming alcohol and driving. I was already tired, so booze was not going to touch my lips. I mean, I barely, very rarely drink anymore anyway. Because um, I, I uh, there's nowhere nearby to, like, go out. Like, I'd have to, anywhere that I would like to go out and socialize and, you know, get a buzz is a drive away. And uh, since I don't, I, I refuse to drive myself. And since there are really no uh, metro options in Tulsa, uh, you're stuck with getting a ride share. And those are expensive. So on top of, you know, spending uh, so much money to get alcohol, you're also spending money to be transported safely, hopefully by someone who's not a total psychopath. Um, and I don't have that much money. So I don't have so many opportunities to go out and socialize. 
Uh, it's and, and I'm certainly not the only one. There's a lot of people with this problem. If there were, uh, you know, regular buses, bus stops and uh, buses running around city, if there was a tram system, public transport, I would take it. I would take it to go have fun and go party. But instead, no. So I'm limited limited to maybe driving myself, but um, staying sober or uh, just staying home, which is usually the option because I don't really have so much, I don't have enough money to go out. It's fucked up, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, I went out to see the band. I got there. I'd never been to this club, but it was, as I learned, very nearby. If there was a place I was going to have a little bit of booze and then drive home, it would be this place because it's literally just a few neighborhood streets and and I'm there. I didn't know this place existed. I had never been there before. I went in. I liked it. It was a lounge type situation. They had these like overstuffed seats from like the 70s. Uh, but it wasn't falling apart. The place was spotless. Even the bathroom was spotless. Uh, the staff was very nice and everything. Um, and there was smoking inside. I didn't even know that was still a thing here. And maybe it's not supposed to be, but this place had smoking inside. And I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, but I sure as hell like walking into a smoky bar. Why? Just because I like that vibe. If I'm going to be going to like, you know sort of a divey kind of a place, I sure as hell want it to be smoky because that's part of the dive vibe, my friends. Um, so we saw the group, I, I saw the group, and it was pretty fun. The uh, The clientele was mostly on the, uh, the older end. We're looking middle-aged was <laughs> like the base, uh, there was a few people who appeared to be about my age, like a few. Um, at one point I saw, so the way it's set up is, yeah, it's kind of a lounge. There's a stage for the band, whatever band is playing. And in front of that, there's a little space to dance. And then out and around, there's like tables with these overstuffed 70s style seats. It's a little cool divey kind of a lounge thing. I liked it. I liked the vibe. Um, and smoky. Yeah, so I like that too. And um, uh, saw some people, did, the, the clientele was just fucking funny. So at one point, there was this woman who looked like she was in her 30s, got on the dance floor, and then some old man, he looked like at least 70 years old, got up and started dancing with her. And he wasn't even like really crusty. He was... <laughs> He, he was wearing this like starched button down uh, blue and white checkered shirt and started dancing with this chick and they just started grinding on each other. This white haired 70 year old and this 30 something year old chick, they just start grinding on each other. And then off to the side, there's uh, these old alcoholics. Like, this is home for middle-aged divorcees. I'm telling you, this that's that's the clientele. Those middle-aged divorcees of this joint, mostly. Um, oh, hold on. Oh, I gotta stretch out my back there. <clears throat> off to the uh, stage left, there was a 
older end of middle-aged woman sitting with her friend. Uh, and they clearly had their hair dyed blonde and uh, hairsprayed big. And I only saw the back of, of the one woman that I'm talking about here. And she had this getup. She was wearing a red jumpsuit, but it was it was a jumpsuit sequins, completely the whole thing was red sequin jumpsuit and gold sequin pump boots, like platform boots. I guess pumps or uh, high heels. No, she was wearing platform, gold sequin platform boots and a red sequin jumpsuit with big hairsprayed fucking aquanet, you know, number 10 hold aquanet, hair cement, blown out, smoking Virginia Slims, baby. Those skinny, long ass, those 120s, you know what I'm talking about? Smokers smoking Virginia Slims, or they might have been Misty's, something like that. Skinny cigs, those extra longs, those 120 skinny cigs, she was smoking those. And then uh, at another point, at another point, so I, I'm sitting kind of, uh, so th there's one empty table between me and the dancing area, because I didn't want to be that right in front, but I, I was there. Um, and I'm sitting there by myself, just babysitting my uh, glass of Pepsi. And uh, at some point, this middle-aged man walks in because I can see the entrance where the bouncers are. Oh, speaking of, the bouncers called me boss. Everyone called me boss at this place. And I like that too. I love it. I love being called and calling people boss. But I, I also like calling people and I never get called this. I never hear anyone else use it, but I like to call people doc. Thanks doc. You know, like uh, Bugs Bunny or uh, uh, like, uh, fucking the kid from the shining. How do you know we call him? How do you know we call Danny doc? I guess I might've heard you. Well, I don't remember calling him doc since we got here. Well, I guess he's just, he looks like a doc. Oh, I got to sneeze just a second. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to have to take a sneeze break. Hold on. All right, there we go. <clears throat> Yeah, Doc. I like to call people Doc. Thanks, Doc. Or or and boss. And so when I went in, the bounce was like, Can I see your uh can I see your ID, boss? So I showed him my ID and he's like, There you go, boss. Have a good night. And ha a happy late birthday. I didn't even think you would notice that. And I was I, I I was very happy to hear that. I was like, thanks. And I mosey on up to the bar to order myself uh, uh, just a Coke, just a Coke. Or the, the bartender's like, what can I get for you, boss? And I said, just a Coke. And he said, Pepsi, all right? And I said, that's even better. So he got me a Pepsi. He said, all right, $3, boss. And I gave him $3. And then I uh, dropped another three in the tip jar, uh, took my Pepsi, took my seat, and I had entered in just when the band started playing. So I didn't get to go up and say hi to my to my buddy. Um, I, I did message him afterwards, though. But I didn't get to say hi to him because I didn't want to, like, walk up there and pull focus from the, uh, the front man. Uh, 
But the band was pretty good. The band was pretty good. Uh, the front man, the singer, um, I, I don't know how old he is. He looked like he was about 50. I'd imagine he's maybe in his 40s, but he looked like 50, 50-something. 50 <laughs> Wearing these really tight black pants with zippers all down the legs and these like uh, black leather bracers on his wrists and like uh, eyeliner and, and looked very 50-something years old, you know. Um, he had a lot of energy. Um, hey, a lot of the songs, about half the songs I felt didn't quite fit his pocket. Because every singer, they have their pocket, you know, uh, like me. I can't get super duper high. There are some singers who have very broad pockets. And what I mean by that is they have a, a lot of range. They can go from low to high. And there are things you can do to develop this stuff. But at a certain point, you are, you can be somewhat limited by your instrument. But again, you you can train your instrument to do all sorts of crazy stuff. Just look at Mongolian throat singers, just to give you an idea of how uh, flexible your instrument, your body can be. But um, this dude's pocket was more like uh, David Lee Roth. And that was kind of his energy. He was very kind of a David Lee Roth. Um, but they did play, they played uh, one Alice in Chains song and uh, two or three Stone Temple Pilots songs. And um, the band was killing it. They gelled. They were good. They were cohesive. They were working together. Um, and the singer, um, he was really good at like Slipknot and like maybe some older kind of stuff. But when it came to specifically STP and Alice in Chains, um, I couldn't help myself. I just wanted to go up there and ask for the mic because that is my pocket. Those weren't 100% his pocket, but those are my pocket. I feel so alone, gonna end up a big old pile of them. I feel so alone, gonna end up a big old pile of them bones. It's natural to me. There, It's that baritone kind of a crooner thing. Uh, and you can rock it and I can do the... Uh, they had some corn further in the set, but I didn't stay long enough to hear that. I can sing like Jonathan Davis, too. Uh, let's see, what else? Driving faster in my car. Falling farther from just what we are. Smoke a cigarette and lie some more. These conversations kill. Driving faster in my car. 
Time to take her home, her dizzy head is conscience-laden. Time to take a ride, it leaves today, no conversation. Time to take her home, her dizzy head is conscience-laden. Time to wait too long, to wait too long, to wait too long. Bum, 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 bum. Conversations kill. I don't want to get so loud because it's Sunday morning and I'm recording in my apartment and I have neighbors, but uh, it's my pocket, baby. I can I can sing like that. And I, I just, I've always wanted to be in a rock band. I've always wanted to be in a rock band. Anyway, I, I stuck around for the show. I, I did not get to go up and say hi to my friend. Um, and I messaged him afterwards, I guess between a set, he was like, you left. I wanted to buy you a drink. And I said, I told you, man, I was always sticking around for a little bit. I'm tired. I got to get up early in the morning to record this podcast. Uh, and so I said, you'll have to get me next time. Get me one at the next one. Let me know when you guys are playing again. So I've got that lined up. Um, but one last thing while I was sitting in my seat, and I could see the uh, entrance slash exit. This middle-aged man walks in. Uh, and he, he gets his ID checked. And he's standing. He's standing at the table next to mine. He's like six feet away. I'm sitting. And he's standing about six feet away from me. Uh, and the uh, waiter comes up and asks if he wants something. And he just shakes his head no. Um, and he's just standing there looking at the band and then I feel his eyes on me. So I kind of look up at him and I see him looking right at me and I just, it's a quick glance. I just glance up, make quick eye contact cause he is just looking right at me and I just glance and then go straight back to the stage and it's a song I like. So I'm bopping my head a bit and in my periphery, and in my senses, I can still see. The guy is just fucking staring at me for 60 seconds, standing there, six feet away, like almost arm's reach, standing there over me, just full facing me, looking right at me, expressionless, just looking at me. I don't even know. I wouldn't even consider that the lead paint stare. If you don't know what the lead paint stare, look that up. That's a funny topic. No, this guy's just staring at me, just looking at me for a full minute. Uh, and then finally, I feel his eyes get off of me. And he, he looks at the stage for a few seconds, crosses his arms, shakes his head, and then the just marches straight out. Uh, so that was weird. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, uh, that, that's the story. That's the story. Um, totally unrelated. I'm on my second playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3. I'm loving it even more now. Uh, I know I already love the game, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Um, but let's see, we're about 40 minutes into this episode, and I think that's it for this episode. I didn't get to do a year-end review. Maybe I'll do that in the bonus episode. And I'm also going to give a little update on something I've been writing uh, in the bonus episode. So if you'd like to check it out, 
Go to patreon.com slash that thing with James. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. Uh, the link and all my other links are written in the episode description. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, happy holidays. Happy New Year. And uh, I guess I'll catch you in 2024. Until then, take it easy. Bye.